Natasha Scott is a Massachusetts ASCD board member. Natasha serves as the Director of Educator Engagement for iCivics. Prior to her arrival at iCivics, she worked for 14 years at Boston Public Schools. She was a third grade teacher. She also served as the K-12 Director of History and Social Studies, uh, where she uh, served as a curriculum writer, elementary coach, and an assistant director. She supported educators, principals, instructional coaches, and central office uh, staff members around the powerful work in history. Natasha graduated from Northeastern University with a master's degree in teaching and a bachelor's in public history. When Natasha is not diligently working on supporting educators, curating resources, developing curriculum, she spends her time developing and creating and baking delicious treats and chauffeuring her eight-year-old boy and girl twins to sports practice. So you all, I am Craig Martin. I am uh, one of the Massachusetts board members and I am excited to have Natasha Scott here. Yay! So we are going to be having just a really, you know, brilliant conversation about how we're taking care of ourselves in the midst of this pandemic. What are we learning about ourselves? And then subsequently, what are some of the jewels we can actually hand to others so that they too can uh, move forward in um, their own personal journeys and just feel better about themselves? So I am excited. I'm gonna actually allow Natasha to kind of introduce like, hey, Ms. what are you doing these days? Like what, how are you like impacting the world? How do I impact? That's a big question there, uh -huh. uh, Craig. So I'm Natasha Scott. I am currently the Director of Educator Engagement at iCivics. Mm -hmm. um, new role, just started in September, has been really exciting, really amazing thinking about civic education. And a lot of my projects right now are focused on like history and civic education and the integration of the two. So that's kind of a passion point of mine. And then um, I am, so prior to that, I always like to give the prior because that's been such a short period of time. Um, prior to that, I worked for Boston Public Schools. I was their director of history and social studies, an elementary classroom teacher, um, all of those exciting elements within Boston for about 14 years. So this, is, this has been a point of transition amongst all of the other things going on in society. <laughs> no, and so I did have the pleasure of working with Natasha back in Boston. Um, you know, when I was serving. So it was super exciting to uh, be able to partner with you. You helped me to uh, really rethink history and how I, my young people uh, would see themselves in the world. And so I'm appreciative of, of your guidance, your leadership, and just all your offerings. And as we talk about young people, I have noticed that as part of how you just, you know, promote self-care within the family, Y'all are bakers, y'all are <laughs> fort builders, you all inflatable, you know, nation, y'all have a good time. And so I'm curious with all of that, I know you take care of us and making sure we're educated and literate and powerful. You also take care of your family as well. How are you taking care of yourself? 
Um, I think it's finding time to do the things that you love, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things I love, so A, I love family time with my family. I love family time. We're a big movie watchers. So a lot of times it's just snuggling on the couch and enjoying a movie and not feeling guilty about it. So that's amazing. <laughs> so we've definitely, that's like the basic level of like, oh, it's been a rough day. You know what? Let's have some snuggles. Let's watch a show, a family show together. We close every day with a family show, which I think mm -hmm. is important. Just having that like, let's stop. Let's enjoy. Let's have a conversation. It's not just sending you over there to watch something. It's we're doing it together. Everyone's down on the couches, having a good time, um, laughing and joking. I think the other thing that we do is so I love to bake. Love to bake. I, I will say, prior to being in, at iCivics, my mental space to bake was a little crowded, and <laughs> lately I've been able to bake up a storm, which has been amazing. Um, this summer I fell in love with cooking brittle like mm -hmm. coconut brittle, coconut cashew brittle, spicy pistachio brittle. I went a little overboard with the brittle making this summer, but it was, oh my gosh, it was so delicious. And the <laughs> recipe that I found was like this kind that crumbled in your mouth. What? Um, and yeah, oh, it's it's not the kind of like hard as a rock brittle, but it just yeah. melts in your mouth. And I think so, I think also with this, with having to stay at home and, and we're trying to do a very good job of that, about staying home as much For as sure. we can, only going mm -hmm. out when we need to. And with that, it's basically baking all the things that I really miss. So mm. when I was in the classroom, I was, when I was in the classroom, I used to work at the Josiah Quincy School in Chinatown in Boston. Yeah. And um, there was a Chinese bakery down the street that we would get these uh, curry beef buns. And I was mm. missing them so much that I figured wow. out how to make like some curry beef to put inside a bun. Oh my gosh, to make them out so good. And hot dog bows. <laughs> it's the little things in life. It's the little things in life. So now when I make them, I have to make like two packages of hot dog mm -hmm. bows, which is basically like a delicious soft bread around a hot dog or the curry beef, which is personally my favorite, which is like mm -hmm. ground meat and onions and sauteed with curry. Oh, just so good. So delicious. I um, am salivating. Like, <laughs> how can I get that in my Christmas basket? Like, <laughs> can I put an order in? <laughs> that sounds good. And I am why I like, for those who cannot see in, you, you'll hear this later. I am a benefactor of being able to watch Natasha's timeline. So I am seeing this and I'm like, if I could just lift the phone to my, just, just to sniff it, you know. <laughs> we need smell-o-vision. We need to create smell-o-vision. We're not there yet. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, that, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm super excited and I might have to travel to Chinatown just to experience some oh. buns because I, you know, I, that's I will tell you my exciting. favorite spots. Oh, they're so Mays Bakery, which is I think on Harrison. Oh my gosh, it just melts yes. in your mouth. It's so good. Oh, okay. Just, I go to Harrison's Bakery in Chinatown, uh, so okay. I go there, which has been Ooh. pretty nice. But they don't have curry beef, so you know I gotta. We, we'll have to connect. We'll have to the curry out. beef. The curry <laughs> beef is where it's at. <laughs> okay, nice. Ah. Uh, so it's hard to transition when we could sit here and just really have our own stage, our own cooking show, which I think would be awesome. Um, I would be like <laughs> trying to figure out how I can, you know, create the buns and then, you know, figure like I can make the curry beef with the whole bun situation. Like that's <laughs> magic. Um, so, I mean, I, did someone teach you how to do this or are you self-made? So I would say actually a couple of things. So when we think about so one of the other things that I love to do that's not as often now, but um, I was going to these baking classes at this French pastry shop in Somerville. Mm -hmm. um, and there, there was much more cookies. So we, I learned how to make like French macarons. I learned how to make um, 
parachute, which is like your eclairs and your cream puffs um, and how to make tarts. So I, when I have the time I, yeah. to go to classes, which has been great. One of my, actually one of the recent classes that I went to um, virtually, so they decided to start doing things over Zoom was to learn how to make the um, sugar cookies have the beautiful royal icing design on top. Yes, so that yes. was, so my kids joined me for that one. Um, and, and it was great. Like I'm the type of who sits in class like, okay, how do I pipe? Okay, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Like very, very yeah. close, very paying attention <laughs> to the details. Um, yeah. So I've taken some classes, which has been fabulous. Um, but other than that, it really started back in college with some college, uh, college roommates who we started doing a traditional, you know, holiday get together. So that's where the cookie baking started and became an annual event. And now, um, yeah, now I bake cookies by like the thousand come the holidays. And it's nice. just, I love it. And I think it's just, it's fun to try new things, but I'm also the type mm -hmm. that wait, as I'm trying new things, either talking to an expert or finding a video, like yeah. I'm the person who watches those five minute YouTube videos 10 times to see exactly yeah. how they cut the sugar cookie or like whatever they did to make yeah. it a lot easier. So as I'm, as I'm trying new things, I try to learn along the way. Nice. Well, I am uh, I am a connoisseur of the Great Baking Show. Uh, so the uh, Great British Baking Show, which, you know, I when they talk about Royal Icing, that reminds me of that show. So we talk about experts and you're following experts. What advice has uh, been living with you lately? I'm sure that you, as you said, you are looking at videos, you're talking to people, you're in workshops, you have been working with some really great people across the nation. What advice has a leader um, shared with you that you're living with right now? Um, so I would say, actually one of the pieces of advice that sticks with me all the time, actually, it's actually been with me since I first started my student teaching way back in the day, was just these, the same word said th uh, three times, model, model, model. Mm. <laughs> and, it's, and it's funny because as I think of this, and that was when I was in the classroom, just the importance of modeling. But now as we work with adults in education, as we try to have conversations with adults, as we try to understand different perspectives, and as we're trying to engage people. So a lot of my job now is, you know, hosting feedback sessions, designing opportunities for um, really educators across this country to have conversations and to get mm -hmm. feedback and to share their perspectives. And a lot of it is modeling, on one hand, it's still modeling the best practices that you want to see. And mm -hmm. so I always think of that, especially when I'm sitting, in, when, when you're sitting in some of those PD sessions, there's just yeah. a slide that, that goes over. <laughs> you're like, this is, yep. this is definitely mod not modeling best practice. <laughs> like let's right. not just talk over a slide deck. Um, but I think, so I think the, some of those things are, the, are really what sticks with me. When I'm going into designing a professional development session or, or a feedback session, some sort of stakeholder engagement, it's still that fact of what are the best practices that I can model for them yeah. and that I can, so that when they leave the session, they don't just feel like, oh great, I gave all of my knowledge and I didn't take anything away from that. But right. when I'm seeing, and I still, I mean, I'm still, Poor people who attend my sessions still have to do exit tickets on the way out. I, I need <laughs> yeah. your feedback. I need to know yes. how I can keep growing and improving. Yeah. And with that, it's really, you know, making a lot of them are saying like, oh, it was so nice to be able to engage throughout the session, throughout the conversation. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just a let's unmute a room of 25 people and think that we're going to have meaningful conversation. Right. Um, so I think right. that's been that's been something that sticks with me, whether it's in this digital space, an in-person space, it's just always modeling that best practice that you yeah. want to see in the classroom, that you want to see how people are engaging with educators. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Model, model, model. 
Yeah, it's it's. I think when you are a teacher at heart and you have the uh, platform of not just 25 young people, but you have 25 more seasoned young people who are all experiencing, uh, you know, your passion, your zeal um, for knowing your craft or, you know, being able to figure figure or wrestle down some of the, you know, whether or not it's curriculum or problem of practice or something like that that people are more, you know, tuned in and excited and feel like I can walk away because Natasha shared this really great tool or resource that I can use today. But some of us, even with great leaders like yourself, um, find ourselves struggling. And, um, you know, whether or not it's the pandemics of racism or COVID, you know, or just not uh, finding themselves as enthusiastic because the you know kids are not showing up in a way that if you were in real time and in person they could actually um, they could actually find themselves um, super engaged. What advice would you give to those who are just trying to figure out like okay I'm I'm struggling now I'm on the struggle bus I don't really know what to do next uh, should I stay should I go yeah. What advice would you give people? Um, so I think with that, ask questions. Mm. I think in this day and age, we can't feel so self-conscious that we can't ask a question. I think that, mm. and I, and I say that and I laugh as I say that because I, I've been the question queen for life. Yeah. Um, so back in college, when I used to play rugby, it was a running joke because it'd be, we'd be doing drills and the coach would give directions and they would say any questions. And then they'd look around and say, Natasha. And I'm like, eh, well, I have a little question. And mm -hmm. I think getting comfortable with that, getting comfortable with saying like, hey, I have a question. Like I'm wondering this and understanding. And I think on one hand, as individuals, we have to feel comfortable in asking a question and not feeling like it it lifts off, it makes us seem like we don't know, but it's really just for clarification. It's really just to create that common understanding. Um, and then, so that's from the educator side and from the leadership side, making the space to be able to ask those questions. Mm -hmm. We have to understand as a leader that if someone's asking a question, if they have that question, that means five others have the same thing, yeah. are wondering the same wondering. And so we have to create space for those questions and not take those questions as a personal attack on our directions, but yeah. it's everyone learns differently. You know, mm -hmm. if you're creating the space for questioning, then you're creating the space for learning together. Yeah. And so on, so on both sides of the, on both sides of the fence, we have to make sure that we're asking those questions and that we're feeling okay to do that. Because if we don't ask questions then we're stuck in this place of ambivalence and, and uncertainty, and then, then that's when it becomes overwhelming. It's like, yeah. I just, I don't know. And even if you have, I would also say, even if you don't feel comfortable asking that question out to everyone, yeah. finding that one person, finding those two people that you can say, Hey, I have a question about this. I'm not too sure about whether I'm supposed to go in direction A or direction B. I'm not sure if we're supposed to use tool A or tool B. Can you right. help me clarify that? Mm -hmm. um, and so I, th I think that's that's part of just some community norms too that we have to develop together is that yeah. using questioning as an opportunity to grow and learn, not using questioning as this um, element that's gonna penalize you later. Yeah, and I, I would add also thinking about outside of just a profession and outside of your career, asking yourself more about, uh, asking yourself questions about your own purpose. Are you living deeper mm -hmm. into your purpose? Is this adding value? How is this serving you? You know, whether or not it is um, the schedule you have, the content you're teaching, the content you're leading, 
how is this serving you personally? Because if that's not emulating over time and it's benefiting the world that you serve, then maybe you are not where you need to be. And, and sometimes some of us get, you know, this is COVID has been a disruptor and it's caused people not just from a, a biological standpoint, but also psychologically. It has a number of us asking ourselves questions we've never asked. And it's fine, we're finding ourselves saying, I don't really know why I've endured this for so long. I've been in this organization and in this space in a way that I have. Yeah, maybe I could be doing something different. Craig, I think that's a I think that's a fabulous point to make. I think that when we think about really where our values lie. So I think having this space, having so much time, <laughs> having mm -hmm. so much time to kind of ponder life lately, um, yeah. that that question of where do your values lie? I think mm -hmm. that's when we, I mean, have being a person who just recently made a shift out from public sector, from public education that I've been my entire career to this nonprofit space, which is a huge shift. And, but understanding that leaving an organization that, you know, the values that they were, that were, they were kind of reinforcing was not at the core of what my personal values are. Mm -hmm. And understanding that when that misalignment happens, you have to start thinking about, well, how can I realign better? Whether mm -hmm. it's thinking about, okay, maybe I need to make change within this system, but you've tried that, that doesn't work. Okay, maybe I find another spot that aligns with my values better so that I'm in a space that I'm feeling valued. I feel like I'm contributing to part of the community and it's not so toxic, yeah. right? Because as soon as you start to get that misalignment in terms of values, in terms of beliefs from a personal level, that's when it gets to become a very toxic environment. And that's when it, where it becomes an environment that, you know, you, you have to, at some point you have to remember that in the end, you have to take care of yourself. Yes. And yeah. you're the you're the person who's going to do that. So Absolutely. and it's a tough decision to make sometimes. It's a tough yeah. decision to make to make sure that you put yourself first. But if you're not taking care of yourself, no one's going to do it later. I agree. I agree. And I know we are short on time, but uh I, I want to end with this question, which is a fun question. Um you are already, you know, uh, an Avenger uh, of the education space for us. You are a superhero who many of us love and adore, respect and regard. Uh, what would you or people say is your superpower? Um, as I smile away, I say this. <laughs> I think my superpower, like my, my educator superpower would be bringing joy into anything. It doesn't matter what the situation is. There's a smile like, we'll work through it. We'll figure it out. Hey, it's okay. We'll work together on this. And being able to just bring joy, laugh, smile. You're still a person. You have to enjoy life. You have to enjoy every day. Um, so I think that would be my superpower. Um, I'm sure if, for some people, it might be a little scary at first when I'm like, woohoo, yes, education. <laughs> and they're like, oh gosh, Natasha. <laughs> But oh. those, those people who are having a hard day and then they see a smiling face and they're like, okay, the world will be okay. Yes. Does it come with a cape? Um, yes, it definitely has a cape. <laughs> definitely has a cape. It's kind of a glittery cape, I would say. Maybe with lights. <laughs> Haven't decided on the lights yet. Glitter, trim. Yep. All over. Maybe even a hat. I don't know. Okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, you all. All right. So family, I am so excited that we have, uh, you know, had the opportunity and pleasure to uh, chat with Natasha Scott. She is, a, you know, a super leader with iCivics, 
an incredible baker, mom, wife, friend, educator, leader, giant Avenger. And it is, uh, I am Craig Martin. I am so excited that I had the opportunity to, to uh, share this space with you all. And I'm just gonna wish you all well and continue to live your greatest story. Take care.